0: Hey ladies and happy belated new year. Today I really wanted to focus on something that I know you're focusing on and that is your resolutions for the new year. And I want to bring a lot of focus to this thing that keeps following us around in life, body shaming. And you guys, I realize that as mothers and in postpartum and just the transformations and transitions that we go through in this journey, there's a lot of them. And postpartum is really difficult. There's so many stages that are so hard and it adds on this just additional layer of, (laughs) of this body shame. And so today what I really want to help you do is swap out that body shame for body appreciation. I really want you to take some time and consider what your body has gone through, what you have gone through and what it has overcome and what you have overcome. And then I want you to really take hold of the power that you truly hold as the driver and caregiver of this beautiful vehicle that we get to call our bodies. So before we head into the episode, I want to read a review. Today, the review is from Risa Yancey. She says, amazing podcast. Sarah, this podcast has brought such hope, light, and love to a challenging year. Your content is so inspiring and informative. Thank you for creating a community sharing such important stories. Love this podcast. I can't recommend it enough. I love this review and I love hearing from you guys. I can't tell you how much joy that it brings me and honestly, the, the kind of motivation, inspiration that really it really gives me to keep going, knowing that these stories and this content are helping you, are changing you, are inspiring you. So please keep them coming. Thank you so much, Risa. And thank you all for showing up today. Let's head into the episode. Welcome back to the Mama Inspired Podcast. Whether you're struggling to become the mama you've always known you're meant to be, or you're holding that miracle in your arms, hear me now when I tell you that you are not alone and that on the other side of this hard, a brand new life awaits you. Hey lady, I'm Sarah Wayne Scott. I'm here to encourage a more enlightened, compassionate, and empowered mom collective. I believe that through guru guidance, stories from mamas just like you, and a whole lot of momspiration for me, we can begin to make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. So swap out the breast pad, wipe off the barf, (laughs) it's mama time. Hello, my beautiful mamas, and welcome to the first solo episode in the new year Truthfully, I wanted to record and air this episode before the new year, before you set any kind of resolutions, but I switched the schedule around, and I decided to take a few weeks off for myself, for my family, and the holidays, and honestly, I missed it, and I missed you guys, and so a few weeks later, this episode that I intended on on airing before the new year, it still felt like a really strong message and really important to share, To start things off, I threw out a prompt on the collective page on Facebook and asked everyone what kind of resolutions they had set for 2021. And I had a hunch because, well, I am you, right? And honestly, too, because many, I know for myself and for many of you, and it turned out to be true, that many resolutions revolve around our bodies, our health, and our wellness. And I think we've all had at least One that looks like this, probably since, I don't know, like college or maybe even earlier, it's this cycle. It could be kicking sweets or maybe adopting a new workout routine or starting a new cleanse or losing a certain amount of weight, maybe the baby weight, changing how we look or feel essentially. But what I want to leave you with today is a sense of empowerment to truly see your body and all that it does, has done and the power that you hold as the driver of this incredible vehicle. In the journey to and in motherhood, things get a bit complicated. You know, we find ourselves with lots of changes, lots that we don't recognize, things we've never experienced before. And it's not just a stranger to us, it's also a stranger to our bodies. And with it comes more to work around, more scars, more mental and emotional weight that follow those desires to improve ourselves and our bodies. And we simply see what is in the mirror and what we want or wish to change. And the emotional side effect is really strong. And if it's only viewed from the surface like it is for so long in our life, it's truly damaging and, and sometimes crippling. And you guys really, we, we don't give ourselves enough credit. We don't give our bodies enough credit. And in order to truly improve our health and our quality of life, which I believe is really at the core of what these changes that we seek Like where all that comes from, we must also really acknowledge its story, believe in our body's capabilities, and understand the power that we hold as its caregiver. I want to take a step back really quick, and I feel it's important to maybe tell you a little bit about my own wellness journey and my own battle with, I hate to say these words, but body image and body shame and And honestly, just such a skewed perception of what my body should look like or feel like or these expectations that I had set for myself. You know, I grew up believing that I would always fight weight gain, that I would always have larger arms and no butt, and that I would never be able to enjoy comfort foods without seriously paying for it. But one of my older sisters, Carissa, was someone that I looked up to when I was young and And she had beaten all the odds I saw for the genetics in our family. And, you know, she was really fit. She was a really lean runner. And she always had this glow about her. And she is really, I think, probably the first person that helped me see that I I wasn't necessarily destined to be overweight or that I couldn't make changes to my body, that I could live differently. But the problem is we all grew up in a world where we have been conditioned for self-objectification through magazines and animated movies with princesses and their hourglass figures, through, through movies of how women's bodies are the true focus. It's like <laughs> thinking about watching certain movies and how a camera just scrolls up and down a woman's body. It was everywhere when we were growing up, and it's even worse now. I can't imagine being a young girl in this age. We are taught, our children are taught from a really young age that we need to look a certain way to be loved and to show face in public and honestly, to love ourself, to have, to have any worth. And so for me in high school, <laughs> this meant that, you know, through swim season in high school, I would practically starve myself. I lift off special K bars. And if you guys remember, that was like the weight loss trend at the time. And <laughs> along with swim practice and, and meets, et cetera, I would run my little tail off. I would like go on runs and I would also do my swim practices so much revolved around how skinny I was. I know many of us can relate to this. And unfortunately, I see this as such a much more dangerous and consuming issue in kids growing up today. I, I honestly cannot even imagine having grown up with the social media, with all the influencers on Instagram and, and Facebook. I mean, I think that is why this conversation is all that more important as well. Because as mothers, as women in the journey to motherhood is also, I think, our responsibility to ensure that we try to break this or to at least help our children see past all of that noise and help them understand and appreciate their bodies and their worth beyond what it looks like. Anyhow, I digress. (laughs) In college... I had some other positive influences in my life. There was a, a girl in the Ball State Singers, which is a college show choir I was in. Her name was Tara. And if you're listening, babe, <laughs> you were one. Tara was, you know, honestly, I can't remember if she was majoring in nutrition or if it was more of this physical, physical education side or maybe she was doing both. But either way, she, I, re, I remember knowing and recognizing that She was just a very healthy and strong woman. She wasn't skinny. I mean, she was, she was, you know, she was, she was thinner and and toned, but she was strong. She was fit. And you guys, she made healthy choices in her eating habits. Like I, we were often around each other, whether it was snacking or we traveled a lot for shows. And so I would, I would be around her to a certain extent and see some of the choices she made. And, you know... I think being around women that you look up to like that, and instinctively, I began to focus more on whole foods. I think just by that influence. And I became more interested in learning about my health instead of just this focus of being skinny. And I, you know, began exercising for endurance and strength and not just for like bony pelvic bones as a goal. And over time, you know, working out and healthy foods became something that I really enjoyed and honestly part of a passion. I wish that I had recognized this then and not so late. Anyhow, it's what it is. Led me, right? Here, here I am now talking to all of you, which is amazing. So then by the time I graduated and moved to Mobile, Alabama with CAM, Uh, which was our first station, I had made a super close friend who is now still a super close friend and she became my workout buddy and and bestie. And together we attended boot camps and group classes at the Y that was really close. And I became a hit junkie. (laughs) I found my love for what my body was capable of. And honestly, this like high that I got when I felt strong and I pushed myself to the limits. And I still, I still love it, but I've had to make some changes. My love for fitness from there really just kind of carried on. And, you know, we got pregnant <laughs> a few years down the road. And, you know, I had a beautiful pregnancy with Miles. And I, you know, was one of those women that really prepared years ahead of time. And when I, in the months following up to, or months leading up to getting pregnant with Miles, I you know, new gestation diabetes was kind of a threat for us and, or for me. And so I, you know, made some changes in my eating habits to ensure that that wasn't something I was going to have to worry about. Anyway, it all went beautifully well. And I felt really good and confident. I've actually, pregnancy is, was a time in my life where I felt the most beautiful and the most sexy. (laughs) And then I was left with this postpartum body after Miles was born. You guys, and there were some moments, and I feel like a lot of you probably have some of these yourself. One in particular was, uh, we had taken a trip. I had a girlfriend that was getting married, and so we were, we were staying by the beach, and Cameron and I, and Miles and his brother and their kids were actually along, and we're at the beach, and. I remember really, really struggling to find a swimsuit beforehand. And of course, it was a one-piece, which I had never worn a one-piece in my entire life except for when I was in swimming. And I already felt really, really uncomfortable going to the beach in the first place. And I felt really uncomfortable being in something that was exposing my body so much, even in a (laughs) one-piece. And then I look at the pictures that my husband took of me, of Miles and I, and I remember going into such a deep, just ugh, hole of just self-loathing and disgust and I just didn't recognize my, I hated what I saw and I just didn't recognize what I saw and I just wanted to change it immediately and it just got me so down and, you know, it affected so much of that trip and how I felt in my clothes and and of course I was in a, uh, I was in my girlfriend's wedding and so how I was feeling on that day and. I hate that for myself. I hate that those are part of those memories, but I just think that a lot of us in postpartum, if we've had any kind of a journey similar to mine, even if you weren't maybe a fitness fanatic, you, if you had appreciation for your body while you were pregnant, you just, I just got to a place where I, I honestly ab- abandoned this sense of strength and appreciation for my body. And I, and I didn't like how that felt. And so a couple months in to <laughs> postpartum with Miles, I became a wellness coach naturally, right? <laughs> Honestly, you guys, it was the right place, right time. And I had a beautiful mentor that just kind of walked in my, into my life at the right time. And I'll admit that in the beginning when I did this, I just I just needed structure and change and, and a way to start feeling more like the old me, the, the before mom me. So probably yes, for the right reasons, but also no. And what I ended up getting was so much more than I knew that I needed. There was such a raw, uh, you know, honesty of what motherhood and postpartum look, looks like in this community of women in my wellness group. And it created this deep-rooted appreciation, not only for myself and my body, but but I think through, firstly through through other women, through seeing how they were choosing to honor their bodies and appreciate their bodies and, and honestly tell their stories. And a lot of them were dealing with a lot more than just like body image issues after postpartum. They were dealing with depression and anxiety. And I also just learned and felt for the first time in my life how important it was to care for my mind and my heart just as much as it was important to care for my body. And this, of course, is especially true in the journey of motherhood. Everything clicked at this time, and I saw how all of this was connected. And so this part of my journey really challenged the love for myself and for my body in a whole new way, and it allowed me to truly see how deeply transformations can go. And you guys, I tell you all of this because I imagine that you can relate to a lot of it, and I really just kind of wanted to help us ease and guide you into your own story of motherhood, which is this beautiful space that changes us in so many ways and introduces us to new emotions and new challenges and new opportunities to love ourselves much deeper and to feel honestly empowered by the power that we hold as drivers of our beings, of our bodies, and and also as, as mothers, I want to help you shift your mindset around your body and the emotions that surround it, the emotions that impact your resolutions, the changes and the improvements that you want to make, right? These things that you're focusing on this new year and the course that we take to see those changes. I want you to think less body image and and more body appreciation. I want to lead you into this new year with a new perspective and appreciation for your body, and in the end, empower you to fall into harmony with your body through a newfound respect, or at least on the road to it. So let's start by breaking down some history. If our bodies (laughs) told us the story of, of our motherhood journey, what would that look like? You guys, I love thinking about the stories our bodies tell. For me, it's, I don't know, endearing, and it allows me to truly appreciate everything that it's endured and learned and accomplished from beginning to end. So a lot of what we covered in my own story beforehand, right, was leading up to motherhood. So you have all that, and then you have this journey into motherhood. And the story that our bodies tell us in our journey to and through motherhood is is truly nothing short of extraordinary. And I've been thinking about all the different transitions that my body and your body may have gone through in motherhood, And our bodies look and felt different in each one of these chapters in so many ways. So let's start before you even get pregnant, pre-pregnancy body. Like maybe you're the woman that was preparing your body. Maybe you didn't know you were (laughs) going to be pregnant. Maybe that wasn't the plan. Like think about where you started. What was life like? What were you able to focus on? What was your time like you had more sleep, right? Like you... Think about what your starting point was. I know for me, I had a heck of a lot more energy. I did a lot more for myself. I was hiking a ton. Like if we want to look, if we really want to think about like the physical transformation, my boobs were nice and perky. My hormones were steady. My mental health was relatively stress-free. There was like no anxiety going on. And I was able to nurture my body to prepare for baby. I was in such a good place where I could focus on that 100%. Nothing else was distracting me. And then for some of us who are trying to get pregnant, we have this infertility body. And I haven't experienced this myself, but I have talked to a lot of women who have, and I listened to a lot of stories. And you guys, like, you know, if you remember the the conversation with Ashley, there are a lot of hormones. There are medications. There are a lot of synthetic chemicals that that are in your body. And if you don't think that those things take a toll or have an impact or have side effects or change you in any way, you are so wrong. And this is all aside from the anxiety and the stress and probably the lack of sleep because you're up all night thinking about this. And depending on how long this goes on for, it could be a couple of years, right? Like Ashley and they they dealt with infertility for five years. So she's had five years of stress and sadness and wonder and and then uh, you know uh, i don't i can't remember now but you know a certain lengthy period of time where you're dealing with all these added synthetic hormones and things to try to help you along which of course we can be so grateful for but the end like it really does affect us it can you know affect us on mood swings and weight fluctuations right and then we have pregnancy body if you're lucky enough and you're able to experience it then you have pregnancy body which is holy cow, like we as women should want to shout from the flipping rooftops, <laughs> like, especially in th- third trimester when we are like heavily feeling the baby move. There is no denying this bump on our belly that there is a human growing inside of us. I I, a woman, hear me flip and roar. I think that is just, I just think it's one of the coolest things ever. And, you know, the very idea that, that we've designed a tiny little being in our bodies. Come on. I can't say that enough. But you know, it never ceases to blow my mind. But think about all the changes that your body goes through, how your organs shift around, to the production of the placenta and the rapid growth of such a complex organism. And it's not just the being that's born, right? Like we're we're growing an individual person, a person, a person with personalities. What in the end that will that will grow even larger outside the womb and do hopefully incredible things like maybe grow their own babies. You know, in pregnancy, so much goes on. There's so many symptoms. Some women are like sick as a dog for the first part of it or even longer. I know that, you know, I deal with insomnia. Then we've got constipation and hello hemorrhoids, which I had no idea even existed before. I had miles there's so many things that change in your body. I mean, I just think about literally everything that shifts around to make this possible. Of course, hormones, you you are in a particularly unique time of hormones. Uh, I've never wanted to cry at the drop of the hat so frequently. <laughs> and can I remember being upset by the smallest things and touched by the smallest things. And then we have birth bod, right? Like you think about I'm really trying to dig into the nitty gritty each individual thing, right? So, you know, the birth body, think about whether it's vaginal or cesarean, if it's a vaginal, thinking about your cervix opening up to 10 centimeters, doing all that. And we're not just talking like just your cervix alone, like all the limit, ligaments and your pelvic bones, like how they shift, how everything literally moves to be able to get this human out, all those muscles in your uterus that help contract and get the baby down. Like there's so much going on and I haven't felt it yet. I really, really hope I do this next round, but I hear you know, it's like the hardest workout of your life and it's really tough and it's also really beautiful and it can be scary. Like if you are in a hospital, unfortunately, maybe it's not gone the greatest or you're dealing with some birth trauma. I don't want you to focus just on The, you know, physical things of all of this, the physical, the physical elements um, with our body, but there's so much mental and emotional, like beautiful moments that we can bank away. And sometimes there's also a lot of damage and trauma. You know, if you're having a cesarean, while I believe I had a beautiful cesarean experience considering it was also traumatic in a lot of ways, not to mention your legit, just, cutting into your abdomen and the recovery process of that. And really, you know, I remember being, I remember getting out of surgery and being super plump and full, full of tons of water. And I looked like just a little water balloon and the pain that follows all of that. And, you know, then you have postpartum. Postpartum includes <laughs> breastfeeding maybe, or unfortunate lack of breastfeeding because of latching issues or supply issues or hormonal issues because maybe you had a c-section and things just didn't go very well or maybe your baby was in the NICU and then you have stress of your baby being in the NICU and then your body is potentially maybe producing milk at this time and you're having to pump and... I want you to really think deeply about what your motherhood journey looked like and break it down. Because each, even if it's a couple of weeks, even if it's a month, like, they, your body was impacted. Your mind and your body were impacted at different stages of all of this. And you were transforming in all of it, whether you knew it or whether you could feel it or not. But I want you to recognize all of that right now, you know, in the postpartum and breastfeeding body. Like... Breastfeeding was the hardest thing I have ever done in my entire life and most certainly was the most emotionally and just physically exhausting thing that I have ever done. It was also really beautiful in the end. But your body literally produces... (laughs) like this perfect formula for your body. And it takes a lot out of you too. It takes a lot of energy from you, especially in those early months when your body's trying to regulate and figure it all out. And if you're having supply issues and you're trying to bring your supply back up like I did, you know, you're pumping around the clock, you're not getting a lot of sleep. It's mentally exhausting. And this isn't even, we haven't even gotten into like postpartum depression. And I want you to think about the postpartum like body shame that we have going on. It was probably a couple of weeks before I actually really looked myself in the mirror and part of that was intentionally and other part, it was it didn't even come to my mind because of everything that was going on. And, and of course, you're in love with this being and that consumes you in so many ways, but there's different stages of postpartum. There's maybe a couple of weeks after and then there's maybe a couple of months after or the month after when you finally decide to look in the mirror or maybe, you know, it's... Every time you're walking into the doctor's office and they're checking your cesarean scar or, you know, it's six months down the year when you feel like you should have lost all your baby weight and you haven't. It's the stages of going from not being able to do much aside from nurse your baby and and sleep and mose around the house a little bit to trying to get back into moving your body and exercising. Maybe that's walking. Maybe that's like postpartum workouts at home. Maybe that's trying to go to a gym. And then there's maybe a year after where if you still haven't hit your goal, you're like, what in the heck is going on? What is wrong with my body? And it brings upon so much misunderstanding of a what what you feel like your expectations should be versus like what your body has been through and what it's trying to do, how hard it's fighting for you. And honestly, demanding that you be patient with it, but we don't see it like that. So there's so many stages of this. And and again, if you're going through postpartum depression, add on an insane amount of layers of hard and how all of you guys, all of these things affect our hormones. If you don't understand the connection to that, it is true and it is there. How you're stressed, how you're sleeping, not to mention the natural hormones that are already circulating and, you know, it, very active for breastfeeding and just those, you know, postpartum highs with your connection to your baby. There's so much of that's going on and they really all are affected by the exhaustion and deficiencies. And then you have, you maybe like you're a year in and you're like, finally, you know, like getting the hang of motherhood and maybe the baby's sleeping, sleeping through the night mostly or sleeping in, a, in, in their crib most of the time and you feel like, okay, like I can get back into things for me now. It starts to feel good and slightly freeing, and it can be a really beautiful time. There's also a lot of heart that can come from that because we also have to remember that life is still circulating and still is still going on. Maybe you guys are maybe in the midst of postpartum, right? You've gone back to work, and now you're having to deal with how you're adapting to this and you miss your baby and you want to be with your baby or maybe you're pumping while you're at work to try to ensure that your baby has what you need you're driving to to the daycare center where where your baby is and you're dropping off milk it is there's so many facets to all of this and your body goes through different transformations but so does your heart and your mind so again think about all these different parts of your life there's probably going to be a lot of big or even small events in your life that will pop up when you're thinking about this and help you realize a little bit what was going on and how you were feeling. If you were stressed, okay, well, how did you feel physically? How did you feel mentally and emotionally? And then, I don't know, guys, maybe you're in your journey, you're dealing with miscarriages, or you're trying to get pregnant again, and then you're dealing with infertility all over. And there's the trauma from all that, and there's loss in all of that. And how? what does all that look like? I don't want to drag this on any longer, but I think you get where I'm going. I want you to create a map for yourself or a timeline and list out all the different things, break it down, and then break it down even more. When I think about my own story, it, it truly amazes me how adaptable, smart, responsive, transformative, and strong and special our bodies are. Every one of these stages, these transitions, these transitions, Involved loads of hormones and emotions and some th- synthetic hormones, you know, and medications and body morphing and organ multitasking and varying degrees of sleep and varying degrees of support and grace for for myself for yourself. If you've never taken the moment to truly do this, you know, to really think and reflect on how incredible your body is, I hope this sparks it. And I know most of us. If we are pregnant or you've had a baby, or heck, maybe you've gone through just a major body transformation. Maybe you just lost a ton of weight or something. You've probably done this to to a certain extent. You've stood in awe of how receptive your body is and how capable they are and how miraculous Mm -hmm. they are. In motherhood, you experience so many transitions and your body takes on a lot. And it takes on a lot by both acts of nature and those of our own hand. When I stood in front of that mirror for the first time postpartum, staring at my deflated body after having miles, I didn't look at it with admiration. In fact, I didn't recognize myself. And it really wasn't, and I'm being completely honest with you, it it really wasn't until like six months ago after we stopped breastfeeding that I, and I also had experienced our second miscarriage that I, I did this very thing. And then I began to respect my body, you know, the trauma, everything that had gone on, the the miraculous events, the miraculous things that it had done and withstood and honestly thrived through and just thought, wow, like I really have to cut myself a break and appreciate the fact that even though it's gone through some really hard, hard stuff, it has still allowed me to carry on in life it has still allowed me to live my body worked really hard to give me a vehicle capable of caring for miles and for myself and for and for our whole family for my, for cameron you know and even when our body suffers you know from damage of our own doing it carries the weight sure it eventually begins to speak You know, it speaks to us in forms of lack of energy and, and how it affects our sleep and, you know, emotional heartache and, and comfort. Like we get the aches and pains, right? But you are still able to go about your day. Think about it. There's times in our life, and sometimes this is, it comes on when we're dealing with trauma or emotional distress or, you know, just stress, and we adopt bad habits and our body will show pretty clear signs of unappreciation. <laughs> but typically, we can still get out of bed. We can still walk. We can still go to work, do what we need to do to live. And in many cases, and in many cases, these like signals our bodies give off go somewhat unnoticed. And we just power through the headaches and the constant exhaustion and the tummy troubles and the days without pooping and, you know, getting out of breath due to lack of like lung capacity and the weight we carry, et cetera. While they are irritating at times, we just write it off as it's a part of life. We've gotten used to it. We've probably all been in in a place like this, right, in varying degrees. My point is that through trauma, through totally miraculous events of life, through damage we inflict ourselves, our bodies still come through. Yet especially women and especially mobs, we harbor so much hate and embarrassment and shame and lack of faith in our bodies. Body hate and shame can creep in even in the midst of chapters when you're feeling really healthy. In the midst of days when you feel like you're confident. We'll catch a glimpse of skin and like bad lighting that make us super self-conscious. Or, you know, maybe we find an old picture of ourselves from college or high school. And <laughs> if you think about it, you remember how fat and and unworthy you felt in those pictures? It's crazy, isn't it? Even coming from someone with truly mad respect for our bodies, even so having become a mother and experienced trauma. Like I said, six, it's been, you know, it's six months ago, I think I I, I really fell into a place even deeper appreciation, but you guys, I still have these moments. I had one like a week ago after the holidays, after I'd, you know, just like eaten, taken in too much sugar and my routines were flipped. I felt less than worthy and wanted to make changes. And I had to really dig deep and and ask myself why I was feeling that way and if I could do anything to change it and remind myself of the power that I hold. And so here is where I want to drop some of that friggin' simple, (laughs) super simple, guys, but super juicy and empowering words to you. And something that I want you to remind yourself of when you're having those those down moments or when you catch that glimpse of yourself in the mirror and see something that you don't like. Or when you're when you're looking for motivation and these resolutions that you've set for yourself. I want to tell you something that empowers me more than anything else when it comes to my body and my wellness. I have the power. I have the power to get back to my normal eating habits. And by that I mean, you know, eating more veggies and like less sugar, nothing crazy. You know, no more fruitcake before bed. (laughs) No more like empty carbs, just more balance. I have the power to kick up my water intake if I've been lacking on that, right? Like that's, I do that. I have the power to move more. I have the power to kick those late night habits and focus on my quality sleep. I have the power to clean out the pantry. I have the power to learn more about my body, I have the power to change how I feel. I have the power to recognize what doesn't serve my drive or my goals. I have the power to tap into all my senses and find gratitude in all the small things my body allows me to experience, like holding Miles' hand or like the smell of rain. If I empower myself, make these changes, I will feel more like myself almost immediately. But... You know what my my thing is? Like three days. Like if I've been off track for three days or if I have just like taken on some bad habits or not treated my vehicle, my body in the way that I know it deserves and the way that I know helps me live a life that, is, that feels like I can take life on, it's three days. It's give me three days of, of normalcy and I will feel like a whole new person. If you've ever made small changes, taken on more water or gotten more sleep, You know, anything around how you care for your body and your mind and your heart and your soul, do you not almost feel it right away when you decide to get up a little bit earlier, go to bed a little bit earlier so that you can get up and have 15 minutes to yourself to reflect or to read the Bible or to get like 15 minutes of stretching your yoga in? Like, do you not feel how that immediately impacts you in the day, that day? You guys, our bodies send us signals when we aren't caring for it. And when we are, it thanks us almost immediately. They are so darn smart and responsive and it's mind-blowing if we take a second to recognize it and feel it. In a world, in a time, in life when so, so much is out of our control, we have the power to live in a being that allows us to live life with so much freedom. If you've ever made any kind of transformation, whether it was major weight gain or loss, getting back into movement postpartum or cutting out a food that causes you irritations, like something as simple as that that can transform your life, do you not feel the difference in how you live? I find it so insanely empowering that I have this power. I find it so empowering that such a complex system, a beautiful creation, my body will care for me and will transform as I command it to. Again, I want you to remember that it's not, we're, we're, not, we're not aiming for improved body image. We're, we're aiming for body appreciation. Your body carries on so well, even when it's dealt with trauma. Our body carries on so much better when we show it the respect and truly take actions that resemble the appreciation we have for it. And we, we have that power. No one else can make these choices for us. So I want to end things by just telling you that you are incredible. Like, think about everything that you and your body have thrived through, lived through, struggled through. And then remember where you are right now. And remember what you want. What are these resolutions that you have set for yourself? And then say to yourself, I have the power and feel empowered by that. I love each and every one of you. I hope this was felt. I hope that you were able to take something away that gave you some motivation, inspiration, and I hope you can remember it in those icky times. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope you have an incredible incredible day, incredible weekend. Sending you so much love. Hey mamas, before you peace out, if what you just heard inspired you, made you feel like you've got a new BFF or simply reminded you of another mama, please share this episode or the podcast and be sure to tag me if you share it on social. My hope is to touch as many of you as possible and drive this mama-led movement. If you're with me, and I know that you are, please take a minute and leave a review. Hearing from you makes my heart so happy, and your review could encourage another mama in need to hop on this journey with us. So let's make a pact. I'll bring the fire, and in return, you help me strengthen our mama collective so we may together make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. Let's get it, mama.